Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter? At CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump onto the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where... Once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Compass Rose, our mini-campaign inspired by anime using the last shonen system created by Dennis Veray. I am your narrator for this campaign, Dennis Veray. With me, I've got some characters and players. Nicholas Hodge, playing Casper Nautico. I'm Hadler Singer, I played the block. And I'm Sarah Williams, and I played Suki Tomoe. When we last left off, the Rosefinders had unfortunately lost the Tournament of the Toughest in Tropicania, after meeting the freshly revealed ace of 52 pickup for real this time, when it was revealed to be President Freely. First name Ace. I don't know why anyone just, just put that together, but uh, well, Surukuri did. Tips, you know? <laughs> might just say Freely, you know? Exactly. And the Rosefinders lost the prize for the tournament, which was a Compass Rose piece. But before taking off, Ace Freely also took the Rosefinders Compass Rose piece, giving a 3-0 lead to the bad guys. Dick move. <laughs> Pleading with King Dito to take them where they needed to go, Casper was able to convince the tiny toddler king to send them to the Spiral Thorns, the southern capital of Rosentia. The southern thorns are these twisting, winding, jagged, frost-covered mountains that jut out of the ocean themselves. In the filler episode, it ex- it's explained by Roku and Suki kind of joint that, since their towns were the closest uh, to the spiral thorns, that 
this mountainous region is almost impassable nine months out of the year due to the terrible storms that go on. But thanks to these storms, this ice, and the ore in the mountains itself, these are actually huge work fields for a lot of people in the south who provide precious metals to the western expansion. There are four mountains that essentially jut out of the water to create the spiral thorns. And you guys find yourself on a plateau near the quote-unquote first mountain. And at the end of the filler episode, as Roku's kind of explaining that even with your guys' powers, it's going to take you months to climb to the highest peak where you assume Itama and President Freely to be, and the final Compass Rose piece. As she's explaining this, you guys are met with Ace Freely as he conjures up a storm that ends up separating the three of you. Uh, you guys get whisked about onto different peaks and plateaus of the spiral of thorns. Exactly. And you guys know where you need to go, the top of the highest peak of the spiral thorns, and you know you have quite a bit of the journey ahead of you, and you must make that journey alone, as Suki, Heiho, and Casper, and also Roku, are split up from each other. And Orion. And Orion. Orion's still... No, Orion's with Casper. Orion does not have to climb a mountain by himself. (laughs) How long will it take, Dennis? It's gonna take you guys months. Fucking what? Uh, (laughs) Wait, what? It's it's the classic time-lapse power surge arc. That's Um, a long time. We're gonna do it in one fucking episode. It's like a much shorter (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Oh, I was gonna say the One Piece time skip. Exactly. Which one? (laughs) The one where Usopp got a beard. (laughs) It's... It's the 90 straight episodes of Naruto filler before Shippuden. Um, <laughs> yeah, what was that? That was bullshit. They were just waiting for the manga to be further. Anyway, we, we begin with Suki. Suki, you've traveled around to a few towns within the last month that we've seen you. Kind of following a lead because you know that there's one workship town... Uh, this big factory in one of the plateaus on the second mountain, uh, where, you know, they're leading a coup. Uh, they're attempting to kind of overthrow their power structures uh, to give their worker a better space, because we know now that since President Ace Freely is both in charge of 52 Pickup and Rosentia as a whole, that all of this, all of the work, the hard work they've been putting in has been used to nefarious deeds. Yeah. So, you've heard tell of this wonderful, charismatic, and handsome leader who's leading this very tiny revolution to kind of throw away all of the traces of 52 Pickup and the Western expansion out of this factory. You arrive to this giant, almost industrial revolution-sized and stylized factory in the middle of this little snow-capped town. And they invite you warmly in, knowing that there's going to be a meeting soon, uh, where you're going to finally meet this leader, and you're so excited to do so, because you've heard such wonderful tales about him. As you're led through the factory, you kind of see the conditions 
of these factories as a whole, you already knew that the spiral thorns are, God, just a hellscape as far as the weather goes, ice-wise. But even their working conditions are poor, they're overstressed, overworked. You watch as these machines blare out at ridiculous speeds that the workers need to keep in time with. Uh, but as they know the meeting is approaching, they kind of shut down the factory. You kind of follow these huddled masses uh, until you reach a small little kind of break room where they've set up this makeshift stage. And upon this stage, you see a very familiar face, Suki. Y you look as he's about to begin speaking, and you notice his very famous finger perched right up against <laughs> the bridge of his nose. Perpendicular! <laughs> How did he get it? <laughs> Why is he here? We're gonna get to that in character, Nick. <laughs> As he's waxing poetic about the tyranny that President Ace Freely has wrought upon the spiral thorns as a large hole, he halfway through speaking, uh, he's still got his nose, <laughs> his finger against his nose. <laughs> And these working conditions are terrible. Our people live in squalor for the benefit of a man who lives in quite literally an ivory tower. As his eyes move across the crowd, as people almost magically part as he sees Suki in the back of the room. I'm sorry. As we watch his finger slowly drop from his nose. Good. Continue, continue reading the the pamphlets. Uh, we're gonna take a quick five. Enjoy the cookies and punch we've provided for the meeting. <laughs> is this an AA meeting? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Hado, and I'm addicted to putting my finger perpendicular to my nose. <laughs> Hi, Hado. Uh, uh, Suki, it's it's been forever. I don't. I, I was so scared. You guys, like, literally disappeared that day. Because <laughs> from Hato's perspective, you guys lost the tournament and then literally disappeared <laughs> for months. Oh, shit. That's crazy. <laughs> what is the world like? Oh, God. Sorry, I mean, those are very valid questions, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but ask Suki to answer Hato's question. We asked we ask the king to... Take us to wherever Freely ran off to. How did you get here? Well, um, I didn't really know what to do uh, after essentially the anti-mags kind of fell apart. I mean, now that we knew President Freely was the leader of 52 Pickup and just kind of felt unjust after I dropped the badge and the armor, I just kind of wandered around. Uh, luckily, I found a train uh, that seemed to be working. And I just kind of drove the train along along Rosentia. I stopped in the Dead Rose Kingdom for a little bit, but then I knew there were people here that needed my help, so I came a-running. That's... That's actually pretty good of you, Hato. Yeah, thanks. So, you said President Freely's here in the Spiral Thorns? Yes, he's at the tallest peak, but... As soon as we tried to go anywhere near him, we all got split up by the storm. 
Have you seen Block or Casper anywhere? Oh, man. I wish. Those guys are a riot. Don't act like we're friends. (laughs) I guess he thinks we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Um, I got, uh, just wait, wait, give me a second. And Hato extends his hand to you with pleading eyes, Suki. I, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) You hesitantly take his hand as he grabs you and starts pulling you through the crowd, uh, towards the little makeshift stage. Wait, what? uh, As he kind of (laughs) (laughs) displays you on the stage. Uh, uh, ladies, gentlemen, everyone in between. I have with us a sign, a sign that our cause is right. With me, I have one of the very famous rose finders you've heard so much about, as there are actual murmurs amongst the crowd as your tales of action have reached other places in Rosentia. It's about time. (laughs) As they all kind of gawk and awe, and then even a little slow clap starts happening, and... I think this is a sign that we're ready to go. We're ready to take on every influence that 52 Pickup in the Western Expansion has had over the Spiral Thorns as they all start cheering in agreement. Suki, would you mind saying a few words, a little bit of inspiration for us? Okay! (laughs) Suki is very nervous. (laughs) She was not the face of the party, but she will take a deep breath. Summon all our courage? I know just as well as you do how 52 Pickup treats the places it it claims to liberate. It must be stopped. But I can't do it alone. I've been separated from the other two Rose Finders. But with your help, I can find them. And then all of us can finally put an end to this. I know it seems tough. It really is. But we have to remain together. And we have Roll plus No, no you're good. I was I was I was just I was just going. <laughs> I was stalling. <laughs> <laughs> Roll plus kawaii for me. Okay. I have very neutral kawaii. That's a seven? seven. It's pretty good. It's about um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Suki isn't really the, the talker of the Rose Finders, so they're, they're following you as you go. You do peter out just like you did. Good. That, sounds, that also sounds character. right. Before Hato is able to kind of pick it back up as you notice that you, you share a glance where you keep on talking at him and then a knowing glance that like, I'm running out of things to say. And Hato's just like very confused and then eventually he picks it out back up. So we will help Suki and all of her endeavors to help her meet up with their other Rose Finders so they can liberate this land of the tyranny of President Freely. Suki's good to mouth. Thank you, Ad Hato. <laughs> Suki is the new Bilbo. She's got her band of <laughs> As they're all cheering, uh, Hato winks back at you uh, as a little you're welcome. The workers at large kind of devise a plan. Uh, they know the way out of this township and towards your destination of the, the final and fourth peak of the Spiral Thorns is kind of treacherous from here. Um, so they get to work. There's a nice little montage of them kind of building 
um, essentially transport and other accoutrement they'll need to get you through this treacherous pass. And it takes a few days, you have some fun times with Hado, but after a while they finish their preparations um, and take you through this dangerous pass. It seems to be this raised cliff that's kind of jutted in between two sides of what essentially looks like two collided icebergs upon this mountain. And you travel through the pass without much resistance. Uh, on the other side, Hado and a couple of workers have uh, joined you on this little mission to get across it. On the other side, you come to this kind of very snow-heavy bluff along one of the... Essentially, you're near the peak of the second mountain. As the storms are kind of picking up, the winds are getting much harsher in the snowfall. Almost hard to perceive through. Luckily, canonically, Suki has no trouble seeing through anything ice-based, so you see fine. Um, like I was gonna say, I imagine everybody else is like super bundled up, and Suki has at best a yeah. light scarf. It's not, <laughs> exactly. It's not on the top of everyone's superpower list, but I'm starting. It's starting to grow on me. <laughs> Just seeing through ice, getting a bit immune to cold. But as you continue through on this icy bluff, you see a figure on the other side, uh, tall and slender. Well dressed in a suit. Slenderman? Uh, as he's. GG, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Didn't get enough paid. Surprise, we're a creepy pasta uh, <laughs> podcast now. Oh, shit. How did this happen? The one thing we didn't want to be. Uh, it's fucking. It came from like Mary's season two spoilers. Shut up. <laughs> we can't have Slenderman in there. We can't afford him. <laughs> but you, I'm talking about the really thin man. <laughs> He's not Slender Man. He's just—he's a really thin man. <laughs> it's fucking—it's fucking President Freely. You see President Freely through the fucking snow. Oh shit! That's even some scarier, dude. <laughs> As he turns around to meet you with his bespectacled eyes, uh, he does the very classic anime. Like he turns around and then he pushes up his glasses using his middle finger. Um his head is like tilted up at like 45 degrees as his glasses sheen. <laughs> One of the rose finders, is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Casper, you're not here. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, echoes through the fucking mountains. I was just coming to quelch this little Sorry. rebellion and I should find more than I really needed here as President Freely quickly moves his pointer and middle fingers of his free hand the one not clutching his book as you feel a quick gust of wind behind you as he has physically made the pass you come through impassable by closing it off as a couple of the workers, like, quickly claw against the newly formed ice wall itself. I've been looking forward to this day and how I could finish off your little crew. I felt as if I was a little too kind to you before at the tournament, and I wish to repay that kindness in plenty. Suki's just gonna stare him down. <laughs> as you stare him down, President Freely's eyes drift from you 
uh, to the person standing right next to you, also at arms, Hado, and with a quick movement, he flicks his wrist as the snow beneath Hado's feet kind of moves out as if it has a mind of its own, and then clumps up to his legs, slowly begins moving up and up his body as if these snow tendrils are moving around, wrapping around his body. Uh, What would I roll to stop that? (laughs) (laughs) You can go ahead to try to fight with your friends. Yeah, I'm gonna, this is gonna gonna be a, I can back you up. (laughs) Okay, perfect, good. And roll plus valor for me. Oh, that's a 12. (laughs) Ooh, baby. Um, As you rush over to Hado, uh, you begin using essentially all of your power, your ice manipulation, to fight against this. But as you feel the effects of trying to fight against the ice that's rushing up his body, it's almost equally met as if President Freely's magical ability is just as strong as your ice manipulation. And with a 12 on Fight for Your Friends... I'm going to say you're able to fight back against the rapidly ascending ice and free Hado. Yeah, that's it. Perfect, and I'm going to quickly get him behind me. (laughs) Uh, Hado gets behind you a little bit reluctantly, um, as he's always wanted to protect you. Um, But he does so, knowing he's a little outmatched here. Ah, I see you've grown just a little bit little snowflake, but, um, I have much more than you could ever bargain for, as he flicks his wrists again as the snow in front of him amasses into these two large snowman-esque golems, round and bulbous in shape, as they begin menacingly approaching Yusugi. Okay, all right. (laughs) Have they started moving to make an attack yet? Yeah, they're approaching. Okay, them. in that case... Okay, I have all of my energy, so I guess at this point, I am just going to summon Lunar Lily. And I'm gonna take aim. <laughs> Alright, you summon Lunar Lily and fire off a shot at one of these snowmen as it is fast approaching you. And it pierces through, and due to your own innate ability, the ice that, the ice and snow, the frost and sleet that had formed this golem, essentially all gets sucked up into the Lunar Lily arrow as it flies through him. Uh, So it passes through him, and then he kind of almost implodes into it. But unfortunately, there's still one more golem steadfast approaching Okay. as Hato is like right on your back and he's like oh god and, and to that Suki's gonna be it's alright <laughs> you can die Hato <laughs> no she was gonna protect him oh okay that's probably better <laughs> like she was gonna protect him alright I have one more energy left so I think I'm gonna I then no I then I'm gonna use that energy to fire off another shot. Uh, right before the final golem 
approaches you. You look back at Hado, tell him you're going to protect him, uh, as you use the last of your energy to fire off one more Lunar Lily. Much of the same, this time the arrow pierces the golem's head, and then he implodes backwards into the arrow. Um, as the arrow flies by, only inches away from President Freely, we see a sinister face, or a sinister smile, cross his face. Um, as you can tell, you're out of energy, Suki. Oh, shit. And I have, we cut I away have, from this I moment. I have no special moves. <laughs> Ace Freely is Dennis. He's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We cut to the third the third mountain where we find a very very cold block um (laughs) hey ho -ho in your rags you're just not fucking cutting it um you've been struggling for some months it's it's truly just been the the empty headedness of block that's been keeping him alive for the past couple months through all the snowfalls, what's been driving your your movement up the mountain is that every once in a while, when you feel calm and serene, even during these terrible storms, you you see a figure. Oh God! In the storm okay. somewhere, and you you feel like this figure is guiding you around, and you can't help but to feel like this figure is red. It's it's hard to make out. You don't have ice vision like not. Suki does, but through this, you feel like every time you see this person, you assume it's red just from their size and stature. Yes. The <laughs> you yes. Fo- follow this person uh, until you reach a small little village. Uh, it's very tiny and tribal. A lot of these structures are made out of ice and snow itself. It seems to be a town made up of mostly just elders and children, as they all kind of welcome you in, hey-ho. <laughs> they, they, they haven't had a very strong presence there, but they do, they do come to you with a problem, as one of the, the elder grandmas comes up to you and is, oh, sunny. There's usually about this time of year, there's a terrible avalanche that threatens our village. I was wondering if you would be so kind with your big, strong muscles, if you would be able to help us set up some blockades against this avalanche. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna create some walls with my earth bending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you punch the ground, and as you do, something feels different about the way you're using it. Uh, your fist. Essentially, you've always just been punching the earth and making it move on your own accord, just saying fuck physics. Uh, but something <laughs> about the earth itself, it feels more uniform, more unilateral as you create these blockades. As the grandma comes up to you after your well done and quick job. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, what brings you around the, the spiral thorn, Sonny? I have to get to the top of the mountain. Oh, um, God, I sh- my memory is so bad. But, um, 
I believe we just took in someone the other night who was trying to do the same thing. Was it, uh, was one of them a very, uh, a taller, skinny lady with, uh, ice powers? Or the other one, a very small, puny man, uh, that's very anxious all the time? Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Black. <laughs> Uh, Good night, everybody. No, No, um, it it was a woman. Oh, God, she's a a vision of perfection. Strong and beautiful, feminine. You know, all the things a woman can be. Or doesn't have to be, you know? Thank you, progressive grandma. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks, woke grandma. This is the best character yet. (laughs) Oh, hang hang on, watch this. Uh, What's your name? Uh, my name? Correct. <laughs> Come on, man. Think of something quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Village Elder Chiho. Nice. Uh, nice to meet you. Do you know where this mysterious person went? Um, no, she's actually still in the village. Um, she seems to be very lost, it appears. Can you take me to her? Yeah, and Elige, the, oh man, <laughs> Village Elder Chio leads you to this nice little uh, ice house where you're hopefully expecting red, but another familiar face ends up greeting you as you come face to face with your sister. What? Surikuru. What the heck? I say, what the heck? What are you doing in here? <laughs> I don't say it like that, but you get it. You get the drift. I get the drift. <laughs> As she heads out of this nice little ice lace curtain uh, and immediately comes to wrap her arms around you, her brown and golden hair draped over your tattered and ice frostbitten rags, <sighs> she looks at you, she kind of grabs your face with both of her hands and she looks at you. Uh, and then she just headbutts you. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> and you and you feel the familiar feeling because this is something you guys used to do all the time as kids. Your heads meet. It feels like equal forces meeting uh, for one of the only times you've ever felt in your life. Hey, ho. Um, she pulls back a little. Please tell me you remember me. Um, and then I'm gonna do the Jimmy Neutron, like, going through the ear and into the brain. <laughs> brain blast! <laughs> brain blast! Thank you. Um, <laughs> and I, I look at her and I say, of course I do. As she embraces you once again, I, I, I'm so sorry about what I had to do, hey-ho. I, I hope you understand President Freely after... After he took you, I did everything to campaign against his rise in Gardania, but it never seemed to work. I I saw that the Western expansion was just some kind of facade he was putting on for whatever needs for, I guess, amassing mules or just trying to gain as much power as possible. That's, that's why I joined 52 Pickup originally. In my years, I happened to stumble upon him in our headquarters. Once I found out that secret, I had to get some leverage over him. That's that's why I kidnapped his daughter Cindy. But as I was trying to escape, he put a curse on me that I could not reveal my true identity. 
when you and your friends confronted me on the rail on the magnetic rail bridge, I I didn't know what else to do. I knew you would have taken me back to him. He would have put me to death and I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't see any other way as she grabs you, tears falling down her face. Um, I'm just gonna hug her. There's, like, too much going on. Like, it... Th- th- meaning, like, I... Like, he would... He wouldn't... He would just accept it. You know, it'd be, like, fine. He's just happy to have his sister again. You embrace uh, all of the memories of your childhood flooding back to you once again. Um, your rough times in Gardania, you getting essentially kidnapped by President Freely, getting used as a mule, uh, losing your memories, and ending up eventually in the hidden town of Lotus. You guys are enjoying your time, and you kind of relay all the pertinent information to her about the Compass Rose and your journey to the top of the fourth peak of the Spiral Thorns. Damn. Nice. As you guys are catching up, you hear a large commotion. Sounds like an explosion out towards the western edge of town where where you had set up this blockade uh, for the avalanche. We're gonna. I'm gonna uh, turn around and I'm gonna start booking it over there to see what the hell's going on. Like grabbing my sister with me so she can't disappear again. <laughs> you essentially just kind of fireman carry. Surakuru and bring her along as you do you eventually reach where you had set up your blockade to see someone else who is using their powers to destroy essentially everything you've set up in preparedness for this avalanche as you look upon you in disbelief as you see a tall very jacked-figured uh, red-headed woman. And as she turns around, you see no one else but Red. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm glad I get to have two reunions at once. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop. And I'm just gonna stare at her, a little angry. I, I thought eventually you would catch up with me that you would follow me but I see you've found what you were really looking for block um he's pissed and he when he's pissed I feel like he's just fucking silent so he's gonna continue to like um stare at her and I think she knows that he wants an explanation what do you want an explanation (laughs) I (laughs) Yes. You you were there. You understand, don't you? You should feel the same way I did. To watch that weekly, that pathetic little ball-headed, anxiety-written little (laughs) bitch. (laughs) I got a little personal towards the end. I I look at her and I go, I'm the only one that's allowed to call him that. Oh. (laughs) I felt so weak, and Itama-sensei, he promised me power. He promised me eternal glory, that if we found all the pieces of the Compass Rose, we would save Rosentia. You've done nothing but hurt people. 
she sourly looks over to Surakuru, and I intend to hurt more as she snaps her fingers uh, far along up in the mountain. You hear and see even through the, the kind of harsh winds and storms of the spiral thorns as a large explosion takes place along this third peak of the mountain. And you hear nothing at first after the explosion, but then rumbling. More rumbling as you hear snow steadfast approaching you. Okay. Well, that's not gonna fly. Um, I'm gonna just, like, when you say it's snow, like, is it, like, coming... Say... It's an avalanche. An avalanche is half. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna... <laughs> we're gonna... Uh, shit. Where Where is Red, and where is everybody else in this village? So, uh, theater of the mind-wise, the village is the furthest south of you. It's about, I want to say, less than a mile away. Uh, you're standing right next to Sudrakuru. Uh, Red's about mm, 30 to 40 feet in front of you. The avalanche behind her. All right, um... I'm gonna... Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna... Heather's always so inconvenienced. <laughs> I know. It's... Honestly, what would you do, Nick? What would you do? <laughs> You've got an avalanche and some crazy person. That avalanche. <laughs> Sudoku grabs onto you, hey-ho, as you're struggling to think. Yes. <laughs> and she goes, I can use my seed to essentially hold back the avalanche. You just have to be able to deal with Red, because I don't think she'll just let me pass her. Okay. <laughs> um, what's your seed again? <laughs> uh, she can take a, take a picture of something and make it, and trap it in a Polaroid. That's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's do that. I take a rock and I chuck it at Red. <laughs> and as you do, Surakuru, you know, flash jumps her way at the speed of the rock. Red snaps her finger right in front of her as the rock is about to hit her face, causing another explosion. This allows Surakuru enough time to get behind Red. Uh, as Red kind of quickly turns around to notice Surakuru passing her, what would you like to do, Hadley? Oh no! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a wall in between. Um, I'm gonna put a wall in between um, Surakuru and um, and Red. You. Uh... Punch the ground. I want you to roll plus brawn for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't get away with just... That's... <laughs> You're doing too much for having no energy, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change that, right? All right. Um, uh, I, got a, I got a 10, and I get to do another thing. Um, I'm going to set up an attack for... Um, set up an attack for Surukuru. Okay. I think thematically, you're trying to help her escape. So you kind of punch the ground in your very classic sense, sending a ripple towards Red. Uh, with Red focused on Surakuru, she kind of gets hit by this this um, forceful wave of energy after you've punched the ground, um, and she kind of falls down. Uh, but by the time she gets back up, Surakuru, instead of setting up a, another attack, has like made it far enough that Red won't go after her anymore, it's so she can go take care of the avalanche as uh, Surakuru begins preparing her seed 
uh, to take the biggest fucking Polaroid ever of this avalanche to try and hold it back. <laughs> As she, you see this almost giant, like, flat screen size of a Polaroid pop up as the avalanche is approaching, she uses it to uh, hold it back. Uh, but you do notice that there's more snow, there's more avalanche than she can hold, but she's able to hold it back at the current moment. Okay, well that's good. Holy <laughs> um, crap. Okay. <laughs> as Red gets back up, kind of cricking her neck and looking at you, what, what took you so long? I thought... I didn't believe in Hado, or anyone else in that stupid temple, but I thought you would have come with. Don't do what took me so long? You left. Yeah. Fucking drag her ass. I know, I am. <laughs> I've gained immeasurable power. Itama's taught me so much in the ways of magic, you wouldn't believe. Was it worth it? Let me ask you that. Was it worth it? <laughs> I guess we'll just have to see as she does a flourish with her hands as you feel a rumbling in the ground as these kind of very spiky pointed rocks begin jutting your way. I'd like you to roll plus deft for me. Oh no. Alright. Five! Uh, mark experience yes mark experience as these rocks kind of jet your way you're able to dodge a couple uh, but a few of them are able to nick you uh, as you're kind of (laughs) hot stepping it through the air Um, you experience a couple cuts and I'm going to have you take two battle damage oh shit okay (laughs) alright as uh, Red grins at you menacingly as she kind of turns around to see Surakuru holding back the avalanche. Red snaps a few more times and he watches more explosions happen up the mountain. Uh, as you hear more and more snow rush, uh, you kind of look as Red kind of half cocks her head back at you uh, with a sinister smile. And at this moment... We're going to cut to one of the plateaus on the fourth mountain, towards the, the base of the fourth mountain, essentially, uh, where we find Casper and Orion. Fourth mountain, baby, what's up? <laughs> I assume just huddled around a fire, using each yeah, other dude, for one. Casper's thriving because he's the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> He, he learned shit on his way through the mountains. He's like, he's been living it, you know? <laughs> As uh, you're about to learn some more shit, Casper. Oh, shit. I just want to say, Casper's hair is really long at this yes. point. It's long and pink and black, and it's glorious, and it's what I would wish my hair yeah, was. It's long black uh, with pink highlights. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rule of threes, Casper, obviously you run into someone from the past. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> As <laughs> I don't have anybody left. Uh, you think uh, so. As oh no, um, I think you've set up like right. a makeshift alarm around the little encampment you've made, just in case like a yeti. Po- yeah, I've got like a string. Unless, oh, the yeti that came I've made back. Out of spider's the yeti came back oh, from shit, the, the fucking yeti. first. I forgot he definitely came <laughs> no, back and helped <laughs> you on your journey at some point. Oh sweet. <laughs> um, well, well, right now Casper is uh, is uh, roasting 
some some uh, rabbit over the fire, and he's sharing. Uh, and he has like a little swan stick that Orion's <laughs> holding, and he's holding it over the fire as well. <laughs> and uh, that makes more sense in my mind. It it sounded like you were like you were roasting someone. Oh like you're no, like, no, boom, no. Roasted. no no it's like it's like an image that would be on like a lo-fi beats playlist. <laughs> so a little wizard lo-fi boy and beats to and a roast <laughs> rabbit to. As you kind of look up from your fire, enjoying your your ice rabbit and. <laughs> Osiris's ice spider. Um, you look up to see a big, towering figure standing on the other side of the fire. It's been quite some time, young one, as you oh, see a, a Darrow sensei. Oh, shit! Casper <laughs> doesn't say it. Casper's uh, gonna stand and look at a Darrow sensei with a like, steely gaze. Why are you here? I was hoping you'd all be here. Because I owe all of you an apologies. But I think you most of all, young Casper. Not so young anymore. It's been a long trip. What's a rabbit? <laughs> I'll offer him his stick. It's still that's burning at this point, and Casper <laughs> blows it out real quick. <laughs> He kind of weighs it off uh, very solemnly, and he's even drawn more like seriously than he was in the beginning of the series. For yeah, some well, they didn't know he was gonna come back, so <laughs> <laughs> he's a little off model, but there's a reason yeah. for it. All right. <laughs> he. Wait, how did you get here, by the way? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> there's like an elevator in the side of the room. <laughs> I've. I've been watching you for quite some time. I've actually had a a little spy inform me about all of your journeys thus far. Oh, I knew that Yeti couldn't be trusted. Uh, Dave? <laughs> no. no. No more Dave for the season, I'm sorry. And no. Never say never. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. <laughs> I'll, I'll put Dave in post credits, I promise. Um, <laughs> Where you belong. As you feel a little pat on your shoulder, Casper, uh-huh. as you turn your head to see a familiar face, but a little different, Orion is wearing little frog glasses. Orion, why are you wearing frog glasses? Ah, I'm sorry, kid. Um, <laughs> I, I promise you all the fun times we had were real. They were very real. Casper's crawling away <laughs> through the snow. Uh, crawling backwards. Hey, 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 no, 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 I understand. Very unsettling. But yeah, Adero Sensei uh, did kind of employ me to write down your journeys as he pulls out a little notebook out of nowhere and a pen from nowhere. <laughs> this is the biggest betrayal of them <laughs> no, all. Like I said, all of our fun times were had. You're definitely still my best friend. But I can actually talk. You could have talked to me this entire time. All the times that I've been trying, I've told you about my day and about what I've been struggling with. And I wished you could talk and you could this entire time. And you know how hard it was for me not to tell my best fucking friend how my day was? You remember that day you left me in Gardenia? God, there was a cat war. There was a whole war with cats (laughs) I had to deal with. You don't think I wanted to tell my best friend that? Casper wants up a snowball and checks it at Orion. <laughs> he quickly dodges it because he gained a level from that episode. 
Oh shit. <laughs> both of you, both of you can just get out of my life. I, 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 I know what I have to do. I'm doing it. Just, I, I, I don't want anybody, any more mysteries, any more double crosses. Then please, let me, let me do what I came here for and reveal everything I needed to. I, you deserve the truth and I'm here to give it to you. Why wouldn't you tell us that when you set us out in the wilderness? We were just kids. It's been a long time now, so we're not kids anymore. <laughs> At least it doesn't feel like it. Teens. But why wouldn't you do that? Was it all part of some some grander lesson? I trusted you. You were the only person I trusted at that I, place. As he... Other than Suki. I don't want to speak hello, Suki. <laughs> he looks down, biting his lip, until he falls down into a, a full forgiveness bow in front of you, Casper. I was... Casper's gonna, like, look around awkwardly. <laughs> I was not strong enough to deal with Itama. Back when I was a child, I've done everything in my power to atone for that. I've trained generation after generation of seed users. I've hunted the lands, safeguarded even a piece of the compass rose. But I will always be nothing to him as he kind of grips his chest again. He, cl he, his chest? he clutches his chest and you flash back to how he did this right after you had met Itama in the very first episode after Itama left. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Casper yeah. um, will, will graciously uh, help him to his feet. You don't have to you don't have to apologize to me, to me, Odera Sensei. We, this is uh, been a tough road. I don't think that there's any right path. People get hurt, and good people change sides, and it's all just a mess, if we're being quite honest. But I, I promise you that we won't fail this time. We'll stop her. Just need to get to the top of this mountain. As a uh, single tear rolls down. Adara Sensei's cheek. I know you will, young one. <laughs> How did you I get just, here? <laughs> you didn't. Uh, you didn't answer that. <laughs> something I need to illuminate you. I, I think you might have noticed that there are missing pages out of your your personal journal. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the black spell book. <laughs> it's a Thomas. Yeah, who, whose was it? Fuck. Yeah. It was the Thomas, right? Okay, cool. I didn't want to... I, I was like, I thought that was... Okay. Uh, you yes. mean the Thomas Journal? Yes, I've uh, I've studied it back to front at this point. I've learned just about everything I can out of it, aside from those I'm missing pages. here to tell you something that was missing off a few of those pages. I had once stolen it away from him before they were removed. It's of a power that all seed users have. It's why he's searching for the Compass Rose. I thought he just wanted the Compass Rose to be the most powerful sorcerer there ever was, that sort of thing. I think it's multi-layered and more nuanced than that, and it'll probably be revealed in the finale. But... It always is. <laughs> there is a power that he had discovered that is capable by seed users. It is... Interesting. The ability to bloom. A bloom is a 
a step up in power and advancement in your seed when a seed user is strong enough they will eventually bloom into a more powerful form it's why i've been training generation after generation of seed users how do you just want to achieve this it just comes through a true moment something that allows a user to access their seed directly in their most dire moments uh casper's going to uh walk over to his uh, his, his pit pack of stuff uh lean up against a tree and pu- pull out a a stick that's like sharpened to like a point it's like this used to be the staff that you gave me at the academy but uh walking up this mountain it's whittled down to to this uh might as well try it <laughs> and casper's going to try and Concentrate his seed using his his wand. Uh, I want you to roll plus willpower for me. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Damn it. With your seven, Casper, uh, <laughs> you attempt to access your seed as your green sight flows around you. As powerful as it has been, you watch as it wanes and diminishes. And as you kind of are alert to this. You attempt to access your green sight again, and nothing happens. What? what? What's happening to me? As Adero Sensei uh, puts his hand on your shoulder, touching your little compass rose ta- tattoo. There's something else I have to tell you, my boy. As there's the classic, I'm revealing a secret, but it's not going to be revealed until a later episode. So you watch the animation of them talking, and then there's like a surprised look on Casper's face, but no words are heard. (sighs) As we cut back to Suki on the battlefield. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep, I'm all out of special moves. (laughs) uh, Mechanically, in our system, there is one component called a character arc question. When you feel your character has reached the end of their character arc, you can talk with the narrator and decide if it's time to switch playbooks or gain levels. Um, and it's also going to function of how the Rose Finders bloom. So as you're standing there, Suki, graced against President Freely himself, he summons these large spheres of almost uh, molten lava around him uh, and begins approaching you menacingly. Suki, what is your character question? My character question is, have you finally realized your worth? Have you finally realized your worth, Suki? I I feel like Suki definitely has realized her worth, because I think she used to think that she was just, oh, I just know things. I make sure that, I just make sure that Casper minds his manners, does what he has to do. And then over time, that I feel like that kind of slowly morphed into Suki realize Suki realizing that that she can do a lot more than just mind people. <laughs> if also she she can actively protect people, and she can finally stand up for herself, <laughs> as shown in the in the Queen and uh, Q fights. <laughs> as you look back. Suharo, who's kind of cowering behind you. You look back at President Freely, 
as, without even trying, your green sight activates in a way, and then it all comes zooming in to essentially around your heart, where we see a pure white crystalline light emanate from it. As Suki just begins anime floating, we watch as the snow around her begins lifting up off the ground flake by flake and surrounding her in a vortex as we go through a magical girl transformation as Suki's black dress laden with moon and star (laughs) symbols uh, magically turns white with black snowflakes all around it. Uh, her hair. I am so glad we were on the same page here. <laughs> her hair changing color also to a crystalline white. As the magical Fuck girl yeah. transformation ends, she steps on the ground as the snow at her feet moves around her in any way she wishes. You look around at your, your new found power as a magical girl, Suki, the, the new playbook you've switched to. Uh, and you notice that uh, Lunar Lily's right in your hand. All right. <laughs> uh, what, what is this nonsense? All right, I just I had to write down that I was gonna take the henshin and then never turn your back on your friends. And in response to Freely's question, Suki's gonna look up at him and she goes, "I will protect everyone," and she's gonna let fly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fly an arrow. Alright, are you going to use your new and improved Lunar Lily special ability? Yes, (laughs) we are now going to use Lunar Lily Midnight. (laughs) We watch as this fine light emanates around Suki. It's fine as hell. (laughs) It's fine as fuck. Um, (laughs) As Lunar Lily uh, has taken this more almost curvy shape to it. It's kind of more of a traditional bow in its predecessor form, uh, but now it's more fanciful, intricate in design. As Suki takes aim in her archer stance, much like she usually does, um, the fine white hits a point where the arrow knocks against the bow, and as she lets fly the single arrow, as it's moving through the air, we watch as President Freely scoffs but then we watch as the arrow splits indeterminately into thousands of crystalline arrows, uh, moving independently with their own thoughts as we watch them meet these little magma spheres that President Freely has created. As you watch as multiple arrows also circle themselves around President Freely, who has caught, who has been caught off guard uh, as they begin uh, piercing and freezing him he screams in anguish oh god <laughs> oh shit oh god uh, he he snaps his finger and he's able to break away from the the freezing you would have caused um but he is bloody and wounded uh as he begins to flee he snaps his finger once again uh reopening the the passable trench to allow Hato and his workers back as he flees away from you, bloodied and very wounded. Uh, kind of, I imagine it's like spoilers, but the end of Death Note. 
when lights lights on his (laughs) last legs. Um, Just pathetically crawling away. Yeah, essentially, uh, to get away from you. Just jumping right to that. That was a hell of a spoiler. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's a a big one. Uh, They've had time. Stop that spoiler. (laughs) Not the biggest one, but whatever. This is the only anime I'll watch. Yeah, Hadley. The manga's been out forever. (laughs) Yes. Yes. As President Freely flees, probably running back to Itama, um, you power down Lily as the white moves away from your dress and you're back in your black dress with your regular hair as Hado kind of looks at you in amazement. Oh, God, that was that was amazing, Suki. And Suki's just kind of like around. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, like, it's one of those, like, she's really confused, so she's, like, kind of, like, smiling because she doesn't know what else to do. (laughs) She's proud of herself, but also very confused. As it continues, they've done their job of getting you through the the hard-to-cross path. So, Hado, knowing he's got to kind of uh, take care of the people of the Spiral Thorns, uh, bids Suki adieu knowing Suki has to head her way towards the the top of the fourth spiral thorn. Anything happen in this goodbye, Suki? I, w- I was going to say, uh, when Hato tries to leave, Suki's going to grab his hand. <laughs> Thank you for everything. And we will beat Itama. I promise. And she's going to give him a little kiss on the cheek. Uh, he blushes, immediately putting his finger perpendicular to his nose uh, and playing it off. <laughs> he ruined it. Like the nice player moment. is. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> As he walks back <laughs> to his village. Oh, gosh. We cut back to Hey-Ho. As the avalanche is steadfast, growing, and approaching. Hadley, what's your character arc question? Um, before the character art question, I actually leveled up when I got that experience last time. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm adding a new special move, um, which yeah. is, uh, which is going to be my, I'm going to call it, uh, the Great Wall, um, yeah. and where I am able to summon- it, it, Explain it when you do it in, like, two seconds. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but, yes, I, I, uh, did use my head for once. <laughs> Hey-ho. You come to the full realization about everything you've been able to do, how you remember you didn't have a seed growing up because you were a mule, and that's impossible. But now that you've been freed of President Freely's control, you feel your seed emanate from you as your green sight pours out and then quickly back in around your heart as you are fully able to access your seed, which is bending earth as the block hey-ho you punch the ground uh and normally we'd see the waves emanate out from under it uh but red watches in astonishment as nothing happens and just as surukuru is struggling uh to keep back the avalanche as a whole there's rumbling around her feet as we watch as you bend the ore of the mountain itself, this ore that is used as metal for the western expansion, 
it juts out from the ground as this giant wall of solid ore, almost perfectly uniformly made as if it is a built uh, uh, man-made wall itself, protrudes out of the ground, blocking off the avalanche itself. Damn. Thick. Thick boy. And you start to hear that uh, that Avatar music when like he goes into the Avatar state. Where it goes the <laughs> You know? That was beautiful, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you square off against Red as she looks across to you. She witnesses your power in awe. And she looks at you soft and pleadingly. Like she used to back in Lotus. It's the old Red again for a moment. That's my opportunity to skull bash her. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Okay. No remorse from the block, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. you uh you, you smash her in the fucking skull, she takes a bunch of damage. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I did it because she went with the Tama. She I messed mean, up. I mean, all, it's almost as if I was giving you a moment to save her, but you smash your fucking head into her oh, wait, skull. wait, hang on a second, I didn't catch the hint. I didn't catch the hint. <laughs> You're supposed to start thinking as oh, a character. Shit. Okay, like, hang on, okay, can we take that back? Let's take it back. I'm supposed to start thinking, I can't just skull bash everything now, dang. You literally said that you used your brain. <laughs> well, I, I have been, but this time I was just using pure emotion, which... I've used my brain. <laughs> I did, you're right. Okay, so anyways, we're gonna take that back. Dennis is gonna edit this. <laughs> Alright, what was, what, what did you say before? She looks back at me? She looks at you cleanly with sadness and softness in her eyes, and for a second you see the old red. Uh, I'm gonna grab her arm. She kind of lets it happen. And then I'm gonna grab her other arm. And then I'm gonna take, like, some rock. Like, a little bit of rock. And, like, fashion it into, like... Like a... Like something that... I don't want to say handcuffs, because that's fucked. Um... <laughs> but, like, just... Like, oh, you know what? You know what? Like a... Like a... Uh, like a finger trap, but for your hands. Yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, there's still handcuffs, but whatever. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> continue. Um, are you attempting to put the handcuffs on her? Yes. She kind of reels away against you. She does a little magic trick uh, to cause a little explosion in between you two as she backs up. <laughs> Almost a little a little betrayed. She looks back at Surukuru. Um, who has, with your wall and her seed, essentially stopped the avalanche, uh, and then looks back, back at you, Block. Red says, I see that you have everything you need, Block. But there's, there's one last thing I must do. She snaps once more as a little portal opens up. She walks through the portal about halfway, and then looks back at you, Block, almost with tears in her eyes. 
but then she heads through the portal. Oh. That was Dang, sad. is this gonna be like a like a Captain America Bucky situation? <laughs> exactly, Hammond. <laughs> As <laughs> you head back to the village with Surakuru and you know you have to make it to the fourth PKO. Uh Surakuru volunteers to stay at this village, probably at the block's behest, uh, to keep her safe from the fight ahead with Atama, so she can protect the village elders in this town. But, block you, continue and head on. I've got to Up the mountain. Up the mountain. We cut, finally, to Casper, as you're heading up the fourth mountain, after your conversation with Adero Sensei. We flash back to the end of the conversation after the the secret that was shared between you. Uh, Casper's face yeah, yeah. a little more stern and resolute, but then Adero Sensei reveals that the only reason he's still alive after this past century is because he's holding on to these wounds that were cast upon him by his by his older brother Itama. Um. <sighs> And he thinks it's time to, to let go of that past trauma. So as you kind of pick up your things, Casper, and pick up Orion to start heading up the, the mountain, we kind of watch as we're still looking at your camp, and then the snowfall gets a little bit heavier, and then there's like a gust of wind, and Adaro Sensei is there, and then after the gust of wind, Adaro Sensei is no longer there. Oh, shit. No. But you're heading up the fourth mountain, and... As you continue on, beautiful though. <laughs> you look to the left of you and you look to the right of you, and you see two figures uh, climbing up this final peak with you. And as you look left and right, you see Suki in the block. Oh, we just we all made it. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a fun little thing oh, where oh! all of these episodes <laughs> have been taking place at the same time. So if you mash them all up, they all meet each other. Do we wordlessly meet up, guys, or? <laughs> I'd say for a little bit, yeah. And then, like, I don't know, group hug or something. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> look at each other. Look at look at uh, our weathered faces. Frostbitten faces. <laughs> how, how different you guys look in the, like, six months that have taken place during this episode. Yeah. yeah. As you hear... Uh, we got new outfits. <laughs> as you guys oh, are... Oh, and as we're walking. Uh-huh. Hold on, I got... <laughs> as... In that first moment, as we meet, we'll stare at each other wordlessly. And then... Orion can talk. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the icebreaker. That's the perfect ending! <laughs> as uh, that happens, you guys hear from a little bit lower on the mountain, uh, and you see... A fucking clown? No! You see lights... <laughs> Coming through the fog and <laughs> the storm, as there is literally now a train riding up this mountain. Oh my god! <laughs> as, Look out! <laughs> as the train pulls up, uh, you see a very familiar young woman uh, with steely, steely cold metallic hair put into a little messy bun as Roku pops out of the train's cockpit, uh, looks at you guys and says, You guys need a ride? It's about time you made it. We've been waiting here forever. We've been waiting for you. 
<laughs> as you guys hop in the train and start driving up a mountain to your yeah. final battle against Itama. The show just got metal. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we'll end this episode for today. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.